Good morning, Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave. Thank you for joining me this morning for this edition of the MagnaWave Office Hours. We come to you on Tuesday mornings to answer any questions you may have about PEMF therapy in general, whether it's machines, training, uh, protocols, guidelines, whatever your questions may be about PEMF therapy, we're here to try to answer your questions and get you the information that you need in order to make good valued decisions with regard to your health and wellness and how this particular therapy may be of assistance to you. If you'd like to talk with me, uh, send me a text to 502-599-9722 and I will call you back and we can have a conversation or talk about anything that you'd like to talk about. I like to do that because quite often when we have those types of interactions we go deeper into the question. If I answer a question I'll provide the answer that I have on my mind at that particular time but if I'm conversing with you a lot of times we can go deeper uh, into the particular question that you want to ask and that helps everybody uh, learn a little more. If you're on CastBox with us this morning and you can listen to us on CastBox, the link will be uh, in the uh, chat area. Uh, it, it is in the chat area, Chris tells me, so you can uh, listen to us on CastBox as well. If you'd like to talk to us on CastBox, um, just uh, do the phone in and I'll put you online here and we can uh, visit the same way as well uh, via CastBox. You can uh, ask a question on Facebook and on YouTube. So however you're viewing us or listening to us today, we want to be able to answer your questions and talk with you, uh, whatever that situation may be. Let me look and take a look here and see if there are any questions at this point. Good morning, Maureen. Felicia's with us. Barbara's Barbara Anderson Van Lu is with us. Janet's with us. Hazel's with us. Good morning. And Grand Performance Solutions. Good morning to everybody. Uh, thanks for being here this morning. I want to give you a little recap of some things that have been going on. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, I had an opportunity to be with Jack Canfield. Debbie and I uh, went to Atlanta to meet and partake in a uh, seminar with Jack Canfield, the Chicken Soup for the Soul guy. Uh, talking about how he works with businesses and, and people to improve their life and their success and so forth and we really enjoyed uh, that particular time together and I've um, taken some classes uh, through Jack's business to be able to share with you uh, some of his philosophies about business growth and development. I'm also going to uh, write a chapter. I don't know that it's in the, going to be in the book, but I'm going to submit a, a chapter to him for consideration in his most recent uh, book that he's compiling, dealing with success in uh, everyday life and in business. So I'm excited about trying to uh, accomplish that. Uh, but that uh, was a good time we had with Jack Canfield. And, we, and he's using a machine. He purchased a machine after we visited him in California last month. He's liking it very much. It's helping his knee and his back, so we're excited about that. And I think some of his employees are using the device as well. Also, just this last week, started last Wednesday, was the uh, Retired Racehorse Project at the uh, Kentucky Horse Park in Lexington. Uh, it was a tremendous event, uh, about 500 re, uh, repurposed thoroughbreds off the racetrack were there. Uh, what they do is they bring the, they have a year to train these horses in various disciplines, everything from western to hunter-jumper to eventing, whatever it may be, 
uh, that s someone's interest is, they uh, take a retired racehorse and repurpose it, retrain it for a new discipline, and basically a second career. And it was really fun to watch these people uh, to see how well they've brought these horses along. We're also very excited that Rosie Napravnik, uh, an associate of ours and someone that we sponsor, uh, as you know, Rosie was one of the is one of the more su most successful female jockeys of all time and uh, she's now repurposed her career to help repurpose and retrain retired thoroughbreds. And Rosie won the uh, Retired Racehorse Project uh, classification or discipline in eventing. Uh, overall winner and she came in I believe second uh, in the overall competition uh, for the most wanted horse uh, in the country. Uh, in this uh, particular type of competition. So Rosie did really well. We're excited for her and we're excited for what she's doing with the Retired Racehorse Project. So that was a lot of fun. If you want to know more about that, there's stuff on the Facebook page and articles um, her, about Rosie. Her winning horse, Sandoval, got the, we have the video of the Oh yeah, we also the winning horse Mo, as she calls it, or Sinmo, Sinmo, We did a live hands-on training uh, at the event with the horse, and so it was kind of fun to treat the horse and talk about uh, situations going on and how the horse appreciated the treatment, and, and it was obvious that the horse was enjoying the treatment. That's on the Facebook page. If you'd like to watch that, you can uh, certainly do that. So again, we'll move on to see if there's got, we do have a question here this morning. I have a client who gets deep tissue massages and wants to know when she should have a MagnaWave session. Same day, before the massage, or after the massage? Well, that's pretty much up to the client. And uh, what I would say is, well, whatever they want. It uh, doesn't hurt to do it before. Um, or it doesn't hurt to do it the day of. It might, sometimes when people get deep tissue massages, they are sore uh, because there's so much pressure exerted in the deep tissue or to the deep tissue that sometimes someone is a little bit sore after a deep tissue massage. So maybe uh, after the massage would help relieve some of the soreness that they feel after the massage and then help them uh, uh, progress uh, down the road. We can really provide the benefits of a deep tissue massage without the related soreness that so, so often uh, comes with deep tissue massage. So, but I understand while our process is very relaxing, someone who enjoys being rubbed or having hands on would certainly enjoy a massage and then use the MagnaWave after potentially to help them stay fit, stay feeling well as they would with a massage. So really it's totally up to the individual preference of the person receiving the deep tissue massage. Probably the thing to do is have the massage and then the following week follow up with the MagnaWave treatment <clears throat> to keep everything again in place as your client would like to uh, like to have it. So uh, that's the question there with deep tissue. Uh, good morning Sandy. Let's see. Pat, wish I could stay to chat but I'm running to see clients. Okay. Could you speak a bit about what is the best practice is when working on horses at competitions who may not have had MagnaWave before? I'm working two very large horse shows coming up and I'm sure I'm, I'll have some folks wanting to try it who haven't used it, MagnaWave, prior to the show. Okay, um, that's a great question and about the best practice on horses in competition. What you want to be cognizant of is if a horse has never been treated before, um, it, it's, it, it's nothing that's going to 
make the horse jittery or anything like that. But in a competitive state, uh, each animal is different. So what I would recommend that someone would do if they're competing this afternoon for ex this afternoon, and they want to treat the horse this morning, uh, I probably wouldn't do that. Why? Because each horse re responds differently. So you may take a horse, treat it this morning, and when it goes to the competition this afternoon, may be so relaxed that it really doesn't want to compete today. Now tomorrow, it may be fantastic because it's had a chance to absorb the treatment, let it work and do its job, and then go compete. On the other hand, I've had many, many treatments to where I treat the horse and then the horse goes to work or goes to competition and does fantastic. However, you don't want to treat a horse that takes the edge off when somebody wants an edge on the horse. So that's the way it, you need to think about it. What I always recommend, if it's new, that you treat the horse, they go work the horse, and then they see, oh boy, the horse was fantastic, or you know what, the horse was better the next day. And, and because, again, it gets into the system and works through and, and allows the horse to, to better optimize what they're what the, the sessions that they're receiving. Now, uh, for years, I would treat horses and they would improve immediately. They would handle more easily. Their range of motion would be improved. Uh, the, whole, the whole benefit, they would change leads more effectively or when they were asked to change leads uh, with no resistance. So uh, typically to treat an animal and see and improve it right away is, is normal. But in a competitive situation, you want to make sure that the animal is at its best uh, pace for the, for the uh, competition that they're going. I hope that's clear uh, in what I'm trying to say. Does that make sense? Did, did yeah. I say that all right? I yeah. Sometimes I just got to work through yeah. it. But um, certainly, um, if they're competing tomorrow and you want to treat them today, perfect. You can't hardly go wrong a day out or 10 hours out before a competition. Just you want to make sure you, you handle yourself properly so the customer gets the maximum benefit of what you're uh, providing them with the PEMF treatment. Okay, uh, we're not seeing anything on our side. What issues are you having? She's good? She's good. We're good. Okay, great. Um, I, they have it now. I see that. All right. If you have a question, uh, please feel free to post it in uh, on Facebook or YouTube, and it'll pop up here, and I'll be able to, uh, to approach it for you. Or if you'd like to talk with me, send me a text to 502-599-9722, and I will call you back, and we can have a conversation. Um, Practitioner writes, uh, her horse had a bad kick and a ruptured a peripheral vein um, in the knee, above the knee, and required two layers of stitching to suture. Uh, there is a drain in and a pressure bandage applied. My vet thinks that by Thursday we can take the pressure bandage off. I realize I don't want to increase blood flow at this time. Uh, let me stop there. To treat would not increase blood flow, but would improve the blood flow. However, if there is a drain and uh, for bleeding and for fluids, you don't want to necessarily be treating because you want that drain to that pressure bandage to do its job, close off the wound. So it is correct. You don't want to certainly treat around the wound. But the the question is, at what point would you think a full body or calming protocol would be in order to help this? Uh, four-year-old oh, off-the-track thoroughbred uh, so we can optimize healing. If you wanted to do a, a the uh, 
calming procedure from the head down the neck on the top line and do that let's say in five minutes you're not going to change the overall situation of the horse you can calm the horse you can relax the horse allow it to be in a better less stressful position for the healing i think you'd be fine with that right away uh, as long as everything else is in control. Again, you would not want to treat the area of the injury and you would not want to do a prolonged air uh, treatment on the horse to get everything going. You want to let the vets, the vets correct, let the horse rest for a few days, let's take the pressure bandage off and go from there. But if you want to calm the horse, if there's a lot of stress, you could do that. Sometimes uh, what folks will do is treat the aspirin point on the back of the hock to just basically like be giving the horse a natural aspirin. So treat that area just for five or 10 minutes just to calm the animal. They like when, they, when you treat their legs. Now this injury is on a leg, so if you were gonna calm the horse, you might treat the other leg just for five or 10 minutes and it's just a soothing uh, aspect that's provided with the treatment at that point. So certainly wait for a full treatment until the uh, pressure bandage is off and everything's closed up properly and then after a few days you can certainly start treating the wound itself for a good healing aspect that this allows to provide uh, to the animal to better heal itself. Great question um, and I hope everything goes well. Uh, let's see here. Um, Tina asks a question, I know you cannot uh, treat a pregnant horse, MagnaWave a pre pregnant horse, but would a back on track sheet be used? Sure, you're not doing anything with back on track or some comforting blanket uh, to use on the horse to help it maybe feel a little better and to potentially relieve some back stress and that type of thing. There are doctors who are horses having foot problems or leg problems. What we don't want to do with regard to a pregnant mare is do anything around the, the, the fetus, if you will, or the foal, if you will, uh, in, in development. You want to just stay away from that area. But if you need to treat the feet to eliminate some stress and to help them feel better, uh, certainly uh, doctors will allow that from uh, time to time. Or shoulders, if they're having weight problems or the pain in their shoulders, you, you can do that. But stay away uh, from the area um, of the fetus. Um, great question, though. Can, um, uh, let's see here. If a person is waiting for a liver transplant, what protocol would be used? Um, certainly you want to talk with the doctor uh, and explain to them if they have questions about what you're doing. Um, if the person is, is in pain or stress and you want to treat their upper back and their shoulders just to help them relax and feel better, the PEMF has a very calming effect and, and in that regard. And so to treat that area, um, I certainly, again, would always check with the doctor to make sure so they understand what you're doing uh, and what you're treating uh, in order to help this person feel better. Uh, so the protocol would be treat the feet, uh, reflexology type of situation, put the coil down, put their feet on the coil, again to provide relaxation and some uh, nominal pain relief that they may be uh, experiencing at that point. So you could treat the, the shoulders and the neck, if you will, or, or the feet in order to provide some comfort uh, for the person. But again, always be sure and check uh, with the doctor as to what you're doing so you're on the, on the same page. Uh, has anyone had treatment success with uh, trigeminal tri tri neuralgia, which is a nerve uh, in the face and head 
and, and typically, if you brush your teeth with that type of uh, situation, you can provide a lot of pain because the nerve becomes irritated. Uh, can you treat that? Sure. Very low. You'd hold the coil up to the face and you would want to try. You don't want to do something that causes the person to have additional discomfort because of the nerve conditioning, con nerve condition that they're having. So certainly I would, again, put the coil up like, you know, over the face like this very low uh, type of setting and just see how they feel, how it works. If it stimulates some activity that they're not comfortable with, then you have to wait and see what else they can do with regard to medication and situations like that. But people who have had those types of issues before have received some comfort by uh, receiving PMF treatments to help take inflammation out of the area to let the nerve better be in a position to heal itself and to provide some comfort uh, to the client itself. You could also again take the aspect that if you're wanting to treat their shoulders for example, let's say you treat their upper shoulders and the back of their neck and uh, what you're going to do is improve the blood flow to the body, improve the overall blood oxygenation of the body. It allows the body, as you know, to better utilize the oxygen that's there. The cells can better utilize the oxygen that's available to them, which then is going to circulate through the body, which may uh, be a benefit to this type of uh, facial brain and nerve type situation that people also often experience. So a lot of good questions out there. If you have any questions and you want to talk with me, it's 502-599-9722, and I'd be happy to uh, give you a call back, and we can visit. Um, let's see, any small, let's see, I want to make sure I didn't miss something. Small dog, 13, uh, this not just about horses, small dog, 13 pounds, has been diagnosed with liver disease. Well, again, if they're having a liver disease or a liver type situation, whatever it may be, you know, any organ in the body needs good blood flow. Any organ in the body needs cellular health in order to better heal itself. And all we're doing is allowing the body to be in a position to better deal with and potentially heal itself. So again, on a small animal like that, 13 pound dog, is that what it was, 13? Yeah, 13 pound dog. Treat the dog, uh, you're not doing anything, again, Clear it with the vet, tell the vet what you're doing, or ask the vet uh, that you've been asked to do this and, and make sure that you clear that. But to help the blood flow and the blood oxygenation could certainly make the dog more comfortable and allow it to better uh, deal with its healing processes uh, on its, not on its, well, totally on its own, better position to better heal itself. Um, okay, let's see here if there's anything else. Uh, any specific recommendations for treatment of a horse with a fracture in the torsal um, of his hock? Fracture is located on the inside of the bone. Well, the modality, the PMF modality, as you know, is FDA cleared, FDA approved for non-union bone fractures, and it's been very beneficial to help speed the healing of bone injuries and fractures uh, in people and animals and, and so forth. So in this situation, you'd certainly want to treat the hock area, uh, potentially with the butterfly, or use the large loop and put it over uh, the hock and treat for five to 10 minutes at a very moderate setting. You don't want to in induce any additional pain, but just treat it in a moderate, comfortable setting. You'll be able to tell if you watch the horse's eye, 
eyes and you'll see if it's uh, not comfortable and but I just you know as Aaron always says what's the best best guideline for doing something put it on and treat and I would if it's a fracture like this uh, if I would treat as often as possible uh, certainly two or three times a week if they will if the uh, location allows and the client allows for that to happen but I would treat that area in that fashion uh, to also do a full body treatment perhaps once a week to get overall good blood oxygenation and flow through the body will help the that situation improve as well so that'd be my thoughts on on a hawk uh, situation like that okay um horse tbi traumatic brain injury update from last week first session horse grew agitated uh and was elevated to aggressive pa post session couldn't use his hind, hind quarters about 10 minutes post session he was back to normal chiropractor yesterday pmf again this am at a very low setting have been told my doctor that people the tbi often becomes agitated and even more violent during various therapies any other suggestions patience is a suggestion uh, treat the area treat it very low uh, again if the if you're treating the the brain area what you might want to do is come back and treat the overall body so the good blood flow and good oxygenation will work through the neck and brain area and can potentially provide benefit to the comfort and to the healing process of that type of situation. When we do uh, stroke patients and people, doctors have referred stroke folks to us or people with depression uh, to receive these types of treatments, very low settings are, are always administered so they can get the energy that we want, but it's not something that's causing additional agitation or anything like, anything like that. So that's how I would approach it. Uh, you don't have to necessarily be right on the area of the injury to provide some nourishment and health to it. So I would simply look at treating the neck and the upper, upper body so that, again, that good blood flow can move to the area of the injury that you're dealing with and, and uh, look for the results that you're getting. As time goes on, as things begin to heal and the, in, and the uh, brain injury uh, improves, then you can maybe go closer, put the uh, coils closer to the head, on the head, and, and treat it like that. We are in the midst of a study uh, at the University of Colorado with doc, uh, uh, being led by Dr. Larry Lyons from California dealing with concussive injuries uh, to the brain. And uh, so what they're doing is they're doing a brain test, a brain scan to determine the condition or the age of the brain post-injury and then they're treating over a five-week period of time and coming back and doing another uh, test, a brain age test to see how the recovery process is going. So we hope to learn a lot from that when, and be able to uh, hand that over or move that over to the uh, TBI types of situations for the overall healing process. So um, it's, it's a, you always want to, again, uh, work with the doctors, make sure that they're aware of what you're doing and follow their direction uh, with the various indications. If they're not aware of what's going on, my recommendation is call us. And if they wanna talk with us and have us give them some background, if they want some information, certainly it's available on the website or they can go to the AOPP, uh, Association of PMF Professionals and do search and, and find answers and see how this particular therapy has been used 
in their situations in the past. So some docs are up on what we're doing and, and follow it and understand it and we'll work with you on it. Others haven't got the information that they need yet or they haven't uh, followed, uh, expanded their horizons on what other therapies may have been, be available to them and we're certainly here to help discuss that with people if they want to uh, want to discuss it. Uh, to that end, I got to, uh, we'll talk about Parkinson's in a, in a few minutes, um, something that's going on there. Uh, in one of your videos, it sounded like you mentioned one should not butterfly twist a large loop. I wanted to get clarification on what not to do with the attachments in terms of manipulating them. Well, yes, you can take the, you know, it's possible to take the large loop, twist it around a figure eight, and turn it into a but butterfly type of attachment. The manufacturers have always maintained not to do that because you are basically rubbing those wires together and could cause the loop to wear out uh, more quickly. And so that's the reason that it's not recommended to do that. People do it. I'm probably one of the worst people at that. I've, do I've done it that way my entire career with PEMF. I will uh, bind that down. But you know, it can cause the loop to wear out uh, quicker um, or you know and and therefore have to replace the loop at some point in time so that's the reason that you don't do it is you don't want to uh, cause your attachments to wear out they're not cheap and and so you you uh, want to watch that but you can do that just understand that it can cause it to wear more rapidly um, hope that helps uh, very excited to hear about a uh, traumatic brain injury study yes we're excited about that as well um, can you comment on the recent treatment eye doctors are using PMF therapy on eye disorders? Well, th there are docs that are working with that and doing that and basically what we're doing is the basis of the device is to improve circulation, improve oxygenation to those areas. So if you were to treat like this, it would help the, the eyeballs and the circulation and what goes on there. And, and some doctors are experimenting with that because so many things when you deal with issues are inflammation related and they do need improved blood flow. Is this something that's gonna totally reverse something? No, but it is something that can aid the body in, in uh, helping it heal itself or heal in conjunction with what the doctors are doing. Again, that's always a situation that you want to clear with your doctor uh, that you work with. Um, but folks are doing that. They're also using it. If you're going to go up there, they're putting uh, coils to their ears to, to have some hope and, and help with tinnitus, uh, the ringing that, that people have. Um, in their ears, uh, the, the tinnitus type of situation, maybe in conjunction with the medication that they're particularly using can help, again, the blood flow to the area and hopefully that will help things come along and, and not be as much of a problem as people may have. Um, all right, let's see, any other questions? Let me go over here to uh, CastBox and see if there's anything there. Um, Rumi's there, hello Rumi, how are you? Uh, Jasmine, good morning. Thank you for being with us this morning. If you have any questions, uh, put them in the uh, chat box there on CastBox, and I'd be happy to, to have a look at them and answer them for you. And if you have another question with uh, for me on Facebook, simply put it in, uh, in the chat box, and I'd be happy to have a look at it. Uh, let's see. Okay, I said there was a new comment, thought there might be a question there. Let's go back over here, see if we have a question. 
Okay, no other questions at this point. If you'd like to visit with me, send me a text, 502-599-9722. I'd be happy to uh, give you a ring back and we can visit. If you call, you'll be entered in the uh, drawing to win a uh, gift box, a gift basket of MagnaWave gear. One caller will uh, receive that. Uh, and if you have four or five callers, then there's four or five people that are going to be in the drawing. But uh, we'd love to visit with you and talk with you if you have questions that we can answer for you. We'll stay for a few minutes. If you have questions, please uh, um, give a question and we'll take care of it. Uh, what's everyone's favorite way of transporting their attachments? Well, we're working on that, but people use various things. Some people use a rope bag like they, like ropers use because they're round and they can put a lot in them. Others have various duffels. We have some different duffels that we uh, supply that people have used and liked in order to be able to put their uh, attachments in. It's pretty much a per, uh, uh, personal thing. What's easiest for you to handle? Some people use uh, a larger backpack that they can just throw over their shoulder and transport them in that fashion. Uh, has anyone treated a dog with mammary gland cancer? Well, certainly that's a question that we would approach with Dr. Marty uh, if he were available this morning, but uh, people do use, uh, Marty uses uh, the device for uh, dogs that have experienced cancer. Uh, they use the device for tumors at Hope for Cancer because uh, it helps reduce the tumors and take the information out, provides additional oxygenation. Uh, tumors don't, cancer doesn't like oxygen. Uh, oxygen has a tendency, it does uh, attack the, uh, the cancer cells and, and helps con in many cases control, kill or whatever. And so there are various protocols that people are using today, certainly chemo. Uh, a lot of people are using intravenous vitamin C therapy and, and other types of things that they're doing to uh, attack these cancer cells and these tumors. But um, there have been plenty of anecdotal testimonials that are available on the website how people have used uh, this particular therapy and have had a reduction in tumor size, which makes it in many cases uh, more easily surgically removed or dealt with in, in other ways. So uh, again, that's something that you want to talk about with the veterinarian uh, in this um, with his dog and see what they feel about various treatments. If you have a specific question that needs to be answered, give us a call. We can check with the doctors uh, that we work with, with Dr. Marty uh, and other folks to get the, some answers that you're looking for that may be beneficial to the health and well-being uh, of these animals. Okay, uh, let's see. What is the best location to treat for an aged horse with chronic cough and respiratory issues? Well, you, you certainly want to treat the lungs, uh, the chest area, treat the lungs, the upper lungs and the lower lungs on, on, the, on the animal, treat the esophagus so there's good airway opening to, to, so the horse can breathe properly. Uh, if they're doing, using a nebulizer to get some medication into the lungs, then you can treat it after or before or sometimes at the same time to help that medication be absorbed and, and uh, get the uptake improved into the blood flow into the lungs that can help the uh, process, process along. But certainly you want to treat the area of the lungs and the, and the neck uh, esophagus of, of the animal to get good blood flow, good oxygenation to the area which could be potentially beneficial to the health and well-being of the animal. Uh, Great question, Barbara. Thank you. Uh, any other questions, folks? Just simply put them in the Facebook 
chat, YouTube, or text me, 502-599-9722, and I will give you a call back, and we can visit. Um, let's see here, real quick check. Any other questions? Okay. Uh, no other questions? Let's see here. Oh, I was going to talk about uh, Parkinson's. Uh, we're going to reach out. Uh, we, we attended the Muhammad Ali Awards banquet, banquet here in Louisville a couple of weeks ago, and the uh, Michael J. Fox uh, Foundation, Michael, received an award uh, for his work with Parkinson's. He was unable to attend, but his president and uh, um, who runs his organization, uh, the lady who handles that for him, was there. Uh, received the presentation, spoke for a few minutes about uh, the foundation in Parkinson's, and we have had a lot of people uh, that have received good results uh, util who have Parkinson's and use the uh, PMF device, use MagnaWave to give them some comfort, and in many cases uh, ch uh, minimizes the tr the uh, uh, symptoms that they're experiencing, allowing them to lead a more normal life. In, in uh, one case, in several cases, they're able to reduce their medications that they take. Uh, they take a lot of pills and a lot of medication for Parkinson's, and, and some people are down now to where only taking one or two of the medications, have returned to work, and, and can, can be happier and lead a more productive life. And so what we're going to do is I'm reaching out this week uh, to the Michael J. Fox Foundation to work with them so they can do some trials with the device to see what it can do and how it can work and potentially see it developed and used more often in those types of situations. So I'm excited about doing that. I'm going to reach out, like I said, going to reach out to them and hopefully get down the road there to uh, to help some people or, or at least see how much more we can help people that are experiencing those types of issues uh, with Parkinson's. Um, question, will PEMF break up scar tissue? Sounds like an elementary question, I know, but just have someone adamant that it doesn't. It does. Uh, it is, if it's used <clears throat> post-surgery, it can reduce the amount of scarring that will occur it can allow the, the wound or the surgery to heal in a uh, more aligned fashion and keep scarring at a minimum. It will not necessarily remove scarring. We've had situations with, with com competition horses and with people to where you have scarring and what it can do is it can make the tissue a bit more pliable. It can take some of the stiffness and the, the clumpiness out of the scar tissue if the scarring is um, uh, harming the mobility of the body or the ankle or the knee, wherever it may be. And we've experienced situations to where you, we have this. I had a racehorse at one point. Oh, we've got a couple of texts here, so we're going to make some calls. We had a racehorse at one point that had scarring on its ankle, and it was beginning to impede how the horse would perform. Well, we treated it... Uh, consistently for a couple of weeks and the, the glob of scarring became much more pliable and the horse was able to function normally. Did we eliminate the scarring? No, but it just made it more pliable. So the secret to scarring is after the surgery or after the injury to help it heal with less scarring. Okay, let's see here. Let me, do we have a question, Chris? No. Okay, let me go here. Terry's got a question. Here we go. Dial it up.
Hello. Come on. Well, she said she was available. Something must have come up. Oh, Terry. Hello. Hello. Hi, Pat. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Sounds like you're doing a treatment on somebody. I am. I'm sitting here. I'm watching you, and I've got my feet inside the large loop, which is something my daughter and I do every day. <laughs> there so, you go. Yep. Great. Yep. I'm multitasking this morning. But, there you go. Hey, I have a question, and this is something I feel like maybe Elaine um, let it slip a little bit, maybe at Magneton, or, or somebody had mentioned it, um, and then I haven't heard anything since, but um, wondering about... MagnaWave as therapy, like anti-aging therapy, maybe skin treatment, something like that. I mean, it makes sense with, you know, increased oxygenation and blood flow and all of that obviously is going to be helpful. But I thought she said something about maybe we'd see some kind of a flexible facial mat or something like that. Am I, did I dream that? You did not dream that. We, you did not dream that. We are, we are working on uh, two or three different designs. Flexibility is the key, uh, to, to, and then we want it to be so it can be easily cleaned. So we're looking at the fabric to use to have good flexibility, good cleaning properties, uh, that type of thing to where you could place it basically over the face or the area of shoulder that you're working on, whatever it may be, to flex uh, to the area. So uh, we thought it would be very easy just, here, let's just do it this way and do it, but it wasn't flexible enough or it wasn't comfortable enough. So we are um, working with that to to have uh, that type of um, attachment available. With that said, we, we know that, you know, certainly the large loop, kind of like you're using the large loop now for your feet, mm-hmm. the reflexology aspect, uh, you can hold the large loop up to the face and not have to touch the face at all. And that's another question. Some people, you know, from one person to another, you know, the, again, the cleaning properties, whereas the large loop will do whatever we want to do. And a little quick story on that, uh, going back 10 or 12 years, uh, when, when we were on the road a lot and uh, we talked about it and we learned about this at an anti-aging conference. That's where we actually were introduced to the particular device that we ended up uh, taking to the, to the marketplace. Uh, but uh, what my wife would do is she would use an oral hyaluronic acid, uh, a, a liquid oral, oral hyaluronic acid, and she'd put it on her face and then she would hold the large loop up there to help the absorption of that particular uh, product, which did diminish wrinkles, uh, made the skin smoother and a little more uh, full, if you will. I don't want to say plumpy, but you know, just uh, Mm -hmm. a little more full. And we didn't think that much of it, but she was doing it. And we went home to our hometown uh, over Christmas and everybody thought she had had work done. And and so it was was pretty exciting. And uh, she still does that uh, today. Uh, on a not as regular, but she does do that today, and we've had folks that have utilized that. And again, they just and you could do that with any type of cream. Hyaluronic acid, mm-hmm. you know, there's Neutrogena and different products that have HA in them uh, in a cream that people will put on their uh, on their face or their hands or whatever, uh, and then use something to ins- to enhance the absorption. Uh, and help the topical be put into the body. We do know that if, whether it's on the face, hands, elbows, knees, whatever it may be, if you put a topical dressing on, you can use the PEMF, the pulsing of the PEMF to help 
uh, infuse that topical treatment into the system that you're that you're working on. So yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. But we are working on that. That is, yeah, we, that's exciting. I would think that would work with with like you said, pretty much any skincare products or any topical. Absolutely, you know, yes. So. There are doctors. Uh, older folks get a situation where their skin gets very thin and kind of slips. They call that skin slip, where it opens up and breaks. Uh, doctors have done the same thing. They'll use an ointment on the hand and then they'll use a, the machine to press and, and help that get in there to, again, help make the skin healthier so these people don't have that type of situation. So there's just a lot of things that work very well in concert together. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to add that to now the large, my feet in the large loop every day and my face in the large loop every day. There you, there you go. <laughs> add that to my treatment there protocol you go. here. There you go. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Pat. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Okay, let's see. Driving to a client appointment. We'll lose sales service very soon. I will catch you next time. Okay. Um, sorry that we're unable to do that. Let's try another one here. One nine six three. That was a good year, nineteen sixty-three. I was a kid back in nineteen sixty-three. <laughs> Biohacker. Hello. 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 This is Pat Zemer. Hi, Pat. Thanks for the call. Yes, ma'am. You're um, well. Talk to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you had mentioned last week or um, the week before about starting a group um, of people that are biohackers. Yes. That uh, want to be involved in um, that aspect of whatever it is you're doing. Okay. And I just wanted to share with you what I'm doing and see if you'd ever heard of it before. Okay. Um, I'm involved with a biotech company called Life Vantage, and they own the patents on an NRF2 activator called ProTandem. Have you heard of it? I have. I have. Okay. And I've had uh, people who have used those products in association with our uh, form of therapy as a, as a uh, complementary uh, uh, procedure and to very good success. Yes, yes, I'm having wonderful success with it. So I just um, wanted to let you guys know that I wanted to participate in that and that I'm having great success. Good. And I look forward to whatever it is that you're developing in that arena. <laughs> yes, in fact, I was uh, working on that a little bit this morning uh, when I was up early and uh, hoping to uh, kick that off as a radio program uh, in the next two weeks. So we'll, I'll be in touch That's and we'll visit. Okay, that sounds great. Thank you so much. And I really enjoy your Tuesday morning office hours. I always learn something new, So, and I appreciate the answers that you give me. Thank you so much. Good deal. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Okay, there are a lot of various uh, complimentary. Pardon me. Don't forget to email in. Oh yeah, e if you've called me, email in support at magnawavepemf.com, and uh, we will enter you in the. Uh, there are four people today that uh, are in line to uh, uh, get the gift box, but you need to send an email to support at magnawavepemf.com, and uh, the, the person who didn't give me a name but's driving into a dead space, you, 
you sent me a text, so send the email and uh, we'll see what we can do. Uh, any other questions? Let me know. I'll be happy to answer them. Let me take a look here, see if we've got anything else. Yes, there are a couple. Um, horse ruptured a peripheral nerve last night, couldn't be sutured, just stitched the skin back over um, and left drain. Oh, this is from uh, Lee. Uh, left to drain in low level treatment over the area at what point when the drain is out uh, I would say as soon as they remove the drain uh, Lee you could begin treatments because they're gonna they're pretty confident that everything is is buttoned up the way it should be and there's no active bleeding or that type of situation so I would say when when the drains removed take they take the pressure uh, pressure bandage off later in the week and they, if they're happy with that then you would go uh, begin the treatment at that point to uh, speed the healing and help the healing process along. Um, let's see, next question. I'm curious to whether you've had any experience using the MagnaWave to assist in burn treatment or skin grafting. I don't know about skin grafting, but again, the graft needs to take, needs to be accepted by the body. Uh, uh, again, this is a question uh, for the doc. However, now talking about a burn, uh, I have had situations where people have burned their hand or had a burn and you treat and you improve the blood flow to the area and the oxygen to the area helps relieve, uh, uh, add to the uh, pain relief that you're, that you're looking for. Um, a hydrowave uh, water on, on, over a burn uh, with the silver, the nano-sized particles of silver. Uh, uh, colloidal silver was first used and still is used with burn patients to help the healing process and, and the pain relief process uh, with burns. And so uh, certainly to use this device uh, with someone that's had a burn could potentially help the pain uh, that they're experiencing and help get to a point to where they're healing uh, in a uh, happier, faster type of manner. Uh, hope that helps, but certainly again, you wanna check with your doc. Can you please speak about the other's attachments and how to be used? Oh, wait a minute, what's this? Um, try to, what's, try to text to, oh, send the text. That's the, Never mind. I was trying to read the number. Um, can you please speak about other attachments and how to be used? Well, the, most of the devices come with two attachments, the large loop and the butterfly loop. And you know that the butterfly loop can be opened up and put over a joint, can be put over a shoulder, over a knee, can be opened up and put on the, on the back. You can do about whatever you want. It can also be left closed, which increases the intensity a little bit to, again, treat a knee, treat a specific area uh, on the back. That, that type of thing because you're, you're doing a smaller area. The large loop, again, can be put over the shoulder, can be placed over the lungs, over the back, low back, wherever you might want it. The, the difference between those two, the, I had a gentleman this weekend that we were treating at the uh, um, retired racehorse project who has a lot of low back pain and, and he was, it was very interesting. The gentleman came up and said, you know, I've got low back pain, treat me. Well, I treated, we treated him for 10 minutes. He got up, well, I got a little bit of relief. We sat him back down, treated him for another 10 minutes, changed the loop configuration a little bit. He got up and said, oh my God, this is better than I've felt in years. And uh, took a machine home with him uh, from this from this event to use because he's got that serious of a uh, situation with him. Now, 
But what we did notice is that we used the large loop on him. It stimulated a larger area of muscle and tissue, and he was uncomfortable with that. When we put the smaller loop, the butterfly loop, directly over the area of his pain, we were able to increase the intensity and work that area without stimulating area that made it uncomfortable. So that's how you learn to use the individual loops differently. And then certainly there's the mat that you can put behind you and treat your whole back uh, with the mat, or you can lay on it on your on your. Uh, uh, hips or whatever. If you want to treat your hips, you can lay your hips on the mat or sit on the mat in that fashion to utilize the mat. And then certainly we have the paddle, which is smaller, looks like a ping pong uh, paddle uh, that we use. It comes out more like a spotlight, if you will. It's a more intense, stronger type of signal that you can use to very much pinpoint where you want to be. For years, we had just the two attachments, and they will do anything that you need to do. As we refine the attachments, people find that I like this one a little better, or I like using that one. It really becomes a matter of personal preference. Once you have ex used this device several times, you know, I always, the number I use to train someone, once you've done 50 treatments, uh, whether it's on small animals, people, or horses, once you've treated 50 different things or 50 different uh, clients, you're going to see, I like this attachment for this, I like this attachment for that, and be able to work them in. And, and people, I'm telling you, people have come up with some configurations on these large butterfly wings, how they use them, how they put them in place that are amazing. And, and I look at them and I think, wow, how did they think of doing that? And they, But they're getting the result that they're, they're looking for and so they just experiment. And then they share that with us. We put it on the, uh, in the Facebook group and other people can take those tips and better uh, uh, take care and service their clients uh, that they're needing to do. But the, the two basic attachments will do everything. Uh, but then again, there's the paddle, the hoof box, the large wave wings, uh, and, and the mats uh, that we're working on. Now we have the vibration mat, uh, which provides vibration to the body, kind of like a massage at various frequency levels for relaxation and, and uh, uh, various uh, features that are available for depression and just attention and all that type of stuff, with PEMF being delivered at the same time as the vibration. And people are really enjoying that full body experience that we can get with the vibra vibration mat. So just that's how they might be used. We can go specific, watch some of the videos. We cover a lot of different attachments in the various videos and how they are applied and utilized. So that could be a, a good way for you to uh, learn something there. Um, it's got a couple more people want to talk. Let's see. If there's anyone here who would like more about the biotech country, just message. Okay, that's good. Um, let's see. Can you, uh, other attachments? All right. Here's, let's make a call. Dial it up. This is Ashley has a question for us. Hi, Ashley. Pat Zemer here. How are you today? I'm good. Do you have a question for me? <clears throat> I do. Uh, I have a, a neighbor who has a child, uh, she's, she's an infant, um, seven months old possibly, um, and he has a staph infection covering his entire body. Well, and okay. you're breaking up a little bit. Okay, can you hear me now? I can. Uh, she has an infant that's seven months old, and he has a staph infection covering his entire body. 
Okay. And if, if um, there's been any testimonials um, of people using the MagnaWave to treat staph infections, more specifically on infants? I, I can't say for a fact that there's been um, anyone talk about treating infants with a staph infection. Certainly you want to deal with the doc uh, and, and how the circulation can be improved and enhanced uh, on an infant. There are people uh, in the Amish community that have, that you know, they have, they do things a little different in the Amish community and they have treated infants for a number of various uh, uh, indications uh, and working with the docs or whatever and and so um, a, as a rule uh, we would certainly recommend that if you're treating an infant that you talk with the doctor and understand exactly what's going on and what they're doing I would do I would go to the AOPP and in the search bar put uh, uh, infant staph infection PEMF and you might find some things that pop up there that will address that more specifically. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Um, I'll do that. And then also, um, I have been treating an, an individual with Parkinson's. Uh huh. Um, I spoke with I spoke with Miss Karen Ainsworth, and uh -huh. she uh, she filled me in a lot on on how to treat him. And in two treatments, he is like already life-changing he says uh, we we treat the back of his neck uh basically the back of his head the lower cervical uh -huh. area for for about six minutes on a pretty low setting i have a julian machine so it's variable uh -huh. um, as far as the intensity and then we treat the top of his head for another five minutes um and then he lays on my mat uh, i just have a regular mat and we lay him on that for 10 to 12 minutes and then we treat his feet. Okay. And uh, and it's completely reduced his muscle stiffness. Uh, he's thinking more clearly. In the first treatment, his speech improved over you know the course of the first 15 minutes. Um, and uh, he's, his tremors have definitely lessened. Um, he's probably not as severe a case as Karen's husband. Um, as far as she was telling me, he was taking nine medications and reduced down to five, where this gentleman is only taking two. Um, but I, I saw some people asking about that, and that, that's how we've been treating him and, and with a, a lot of success. Um, he's, he's already ready for, you know, ten more sessions of it. So That's wonderful. Um, definitely, it's definitely been a benefit for this gentleman. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. And also, I, I saw another gal asked about burns, um, and I, I sent her a message. We treated my, my year-old who burned her hand with the MagnaWave, and in, and in two weeks, she was fully healed. I never, I never took, I never got her any sort of topical medication, speaking of her. Um, <laughs> we just treated, we just treated her for 10 to 15 minutes twice a day on her hand that was burned. And Great. she was using it, um, you know, using it full potential, no issues, that wasn't acting like it was painful um, with those sessions. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh huh. Thank you. Uh huh. Send us an email, support at MagnaWave PEMF to be eligible for the uh, gift, bags, gift basket. Yes, sir. Yes, Thank sir. You. Thank uh -huh. you. Mm -hmm. Bye bye. Um, great 
great sharing, great testimonial there, um, how they're using it uh, with uh, to relieve some of the symptoms of uh, Parkinson's just to provide comfort, uh, certainly uh, in conjunction with the other uh, things that they're doing with the docs, I'm sure. Okay, let's see here. Let me go to this area. Um, another call, moving along. Oh my, we're over time today, aren't we? So we'll do another call and then we'll say good day because we got other stuff we need to do. It's amazing how time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Pat Zemer here, Amanda. We'll how are you? Day, yes. All right, how are you? I'm good. Do you have a question for me? Um, yeah, I was, I've been treating, um, a lady with Parkinson's, mm-hmm. and then um, I um, she's been doing fairly fairly well. I've been doing twice a week, but yesterday she had a bad day, and I haven't got um, to talk to her much. At first, she wasn't able. I do massages plus MagnaWave. Uh huh. And uh, her tr- the tremors is what. Um, is there just a certain amount of time that, I mean, exactly amount of time to to work on her? Um, no, e- you know, each person is different. The severity okay. of their tremors and what they're experiencing and the medications they're on, that's why it's important to work as closely with the doc as possible. Um, right. But, but certainly, you know, if she's seeing some improvement, improvement uh, with her quality of life and, and the reduction of tremors, uh, as the previous caller just uh, talked about, they treated the top of the head, the the lower area of the neck, and then they lay on the mat and treat the feet. So there's a kind of a little system there that they run through um, with, with that particular person that she's dealing with. And you might want to kind of think that through. If you have specific questions you want to talk further, I'd call the office and talk to Erin. And uh, she okay. can she can kind of walk you through what what some folks have done, and uh, to that end, as a, and I appreciate your calling, but to that end, and this is to you and anyone else uh, that is working with folks with Parkinson's, if you'd be so kind as to send us an email or send us some information through Facebook or wherever through Messenger as to what you're doing and the kind of result that you're seeing, because I will compile that information, and when I approach the Michael J. Fox Foundation to show them uh, a list of of testimonials that people are experiencing so I would really ask you those of you who are listening and uh, watching with us today to to do that send us some emails or information through Facebook so we can then compile that and share that with the foundation um, I appreciate you you um, and you talk about lupus um, certainly there's mm-hmm. a lot of different ways to approach that but to, to look for comfort and to treat comfortably would be the initial uh, thing that you want to do yeah so what, um, will that flare, will magnoid flare it up before it gets better? Like they would notice a difference or do you, do you think that it'd be, um, that they would notice a difference from the very beginning? Well, I mean, when you're talking about various tumor growths and things like that, you're, mm-hmm. you're not, you know, comfort-wise, they may experience some comfort and pain relief Okay. Uh, quickly. Uh, but in terms of, of everything else, each person's system is different and the medications that they're on 
and, and you know we've had people that have had dramatic reductions in tumor counts and so forth okay. and and uh, but again they've worked closely with with supervision uh, and there's a lot of testimonials go to the uh, uh, MagnaWave uh, research page testimonials and search there and there's just amazing testimonials from folks on what they've done and how they've utilized the the uh, MagnaWave for that and also cancer. Um, is there a video or anything? There was a guy that I've been working with that we um, didn't know that um, at the very beginning I've been doing massages, um, and then we started doing MagnaWave. Um, then he found out that he had a rare type of cancer, and um, his levels have been exactly the same, and they haven't changed any since we've been doing the MagnaWave. So. I'm like, well, the oxygen, like you said earlier, and I'm like going, he's like, is there any information that I can get to read on this to um, be able to... Um, I, I, would, I would look at Hope for Cancer. Um, okay. uh, they're in Tijuana, and they use uh, MagnaWave and PEMF as part of their daily regimen with their clients and patients. And um, they may have some stuff on their website, and then I'd certainly okay. um, uh, search uh, AOPP, uh, pmfprofessionals.com, uh -huh. and you may find some information there uh, that people have shared with regard to testimonials on how they've utilized uh, PMF for the various indications. Okay. Okay, though. All right, thank you. Okay, send, uh -huh. a, send an email to support at Magnuate PMF. Be entered for the uh, prize today. All right, thank you. Uh-huh, thanks uh -huh. for calling. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Uh -huh. Okay, let's see. Okay. Um, actually, we've, okay, we've got all those. One last thing here. Oh, someone had posted not using PEMF or massage during colder weather. Wouldn't it be important in cold weather to treat and help overall blood flow and cellular health? I have never had an a situation in my personal treating regimens over the years where I did not treat in cold weather. I were days I didn't want to treat because I was freezing <laughs> or maybe didn't treat because I was so cold you didn't want to go outside. But uh, to improve the blood flow of the body, uh, massage is something that I'm not familiar with. If they say don't massage, if the massage classes get into that, then that's certainly a, a directive from uh, the massage uh, aspect of things, but uh, over the years in colder temperatures and colder weather, uh, we have certainly uh, treated in a barn atmosphere to and and have not seen any uh, reasons not to do it um, to to avoid it in those type situations. I've I've not experienced that. Again, someone may have a specific reason that something's going on in the cold and they don't want to treat it. You know that could be, and again that could be again a doctor or a veterinarian. Uh, type of question to approach, but uh, I've never experienced anything like that. We have treated in all types uh, of weather conditions, uh, storming and cold and heat and, you know, you, it's just amazing. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, something to look. And this is the last one because we really are out of time. Went out to treat the horse and he had a two-day-old puncture. Did a whole body for 20 minutes and 10 minutes with the paddle over the cut. Swelling went away immediately. I would think that it might. Was out the following day and did another 10 minute just on the cut since I was there, even though it looked good. The next afternoon, his 
leg was huge and sensitive. I did 15 to 10 minutes with a small butterfly and five with the paddle. Didn't see the horse yesterday, but the owner said it was still huge. Well, when they have an injury that, that's going to go there, when you're treating, if it's gonna inflame, it's gonna, it's gonna swell, it's, it's gonna do that. Now, can we work to control that and help bring it down? Yes, if it is persisting for two or three days, there's something else going on. There's something else in that area, and certainly the veterinarian needs to be in place. I always do that. If I treat a, a, an animal today, and tomorrow it's not any better, and we treat it again, hoping that it will be better, and it's still not any better, and then we treat it a third day, and it's still not any better, it's time to call the doc, if they haven't already called the doc. And, and that's kind of how we play it at that point. This is a type of... of, of treatment that supplies energy, energy to the body and if the body can utilize that to help itself immediately, it will do that. If there's something else going on causing the problem to be exacerbated, it's going to exacerbate the problem and you need to talk, uh, certainly take it to the next level and, and talk with the doc. That would be my uh, recommendation and thought there. Uh, great question and uh, need to always take a look at that. Um, I hope it's been helpful today. I've always enjoyed being here. It's been a you know, we started a little late, but we've gone full uh, full circle this morning. So I want to thank you for being with me, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again next Tuesday. And uh, we enjoy being here. Thanks so much for joining me. Have a great day. Bye.